Oh my God, hi, it's me, Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because, you know, we say it's the one that bums us out the least, but I don't know, even I'm beginning to wonder. Back in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale, often in a tiny little studio, the same studio. Can't do that anymore. That is more frowned upon than wrapping at the BAFTAs. So for now, it is one comedian <laughs> against another. And to win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks they've been saving in one of those uh, moleskin notebooks that you plug into your laptop. I don't understand it. To win the coveted Troubled Waters title, Punnett Emeritus, which will automatically give their opinion on Angela Bassett did the thing. More weight than a civilian's. Mm, Viola Davis, my woman king. You're listening to Troubled Waters. By the way, have you seen uh, Team Ariana DeBose has like posted a thing today, like of them, you know, behind the scenes, like working on it and doing her makeup and and all this. And they're like, our campy little song is like in people's heads rent free. We, we're giggling. No. I actually don't think I know what that's a reference to. I just. Oh, really? I, yeah. I just laughed at the idea of someone rapping at the BAFTAs. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Was I got a text there. about sure. it this morning. Okay, um, I, I will do my best to explain it to you. Um, so BAFTAs, their awards and they're the in the Britain. Yes, and and it's and they they give the awards to the best ones, right? And then so it was it was mm-hmm. like Ariana Debose was doing like best woman who was did the show. Yes, best woman show. doer, yes. Best woman who was on the yeah, and uh, and it was it, but best it was like who did. it was sort of guest actor. Some or something, whatever. So she like wrapped the nominees, but none of them are like big stars. But then she was like, you know, leading, supporting, they're here too. And then like uh, Blanchett, Kate, you're an idol. Um, uh, Whatever. Sandra Bullock, your work is vital. That none of that is real, but it's better. Um, And then uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And she's out of breath. And like, as it's happening, she's like, oh no, this is, Oh, like dear. you can taste the flop sweat in your own mouth, and uh, and then her her like line for Angela Bassett, Angela Bassett did the thing. So Angela Bassett did the thing. Oh my! Like gosh. literally, that was that was the degree of detail that she went into in the the career, and specifically this year in Angela Bassett, she did the thing. She did right. the thing. Anyway, it's not great, but watch it. And you I, will get a you I will get an wait. ab workout just from cringing. Okay, uh, you've already uh, spoken <laughs> oh, do, to our do to our cringe cables. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. Uh, let's meet him for real. Our first contestant is a comedy writer who is featured on the new Archie anthology Pops Chocolate Shop of Horrors. You know him, you love him. He's quite simply a Max Fun legend, Jordan Morris. Hello, Jordan. Hi, Dave. Uh, great to you? be back. You um, know, it's great that you're here. And I'm just going to say it. You did the thing. 
Thank you. I'm I'm glad to be here doing the thing like mm-hmm. my hero Angela Bassett who also <laughs> sure. did the thing. She did the thing. Mm-hmm. I do a thing, she does a thing. We're yeah. similar in many ways. That's right. That's right. Our, mm-hmm. Uh Dave, yes. are we both wearing and and you know, feel free to cut this out if you if you don't want this out there, if this is, you know, a touchy issue for you, but mm-hmm. are we both wearing ska related clothing? We kind of are, yeah. I am wearing my hoodie from General Quarters, which has the, mm-hmm. uh, the two-tone skanking guy on it, and you. I am wearing a t-shirt from uh, ska punk band Omnigon. Um, wow. So if you're in the mood for some 90s-style ska punk, uh, check out the band Omnigon. Wow. Um, I feel very vulnerable right now. I'm not familiar with them, and I would have said Omnigony. Well, let's call the whole thing off. (laughs) Potato, 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 omnigon, omnigony. Yeah, I feel really close to you now, Dave. The fact that we can both—well, I don't Mm -hmm. know that we'll leave the house today, but the fact that we can both, you know, potentially leave our houses in ska-related um, clothing—we're very brave, you and I. We are brave. We are brave. This is a uh, a romantic comedy for our time, (laughs) right? Uh, Jim, thank you for being here. Our second contestant. Also did the thing. Uh, a performer, a writer, hosts the podcast, Gosh Darn Fiasco. His debut EP, Overreacting, is out now. Don't You Know Who I Am is the recent single, and I love it. It's Laser the Boy. Oh, hello. Hi, Dave. Hi, everybody. I'm not wearing How any ska merchandise, except in my heart. That's fucked up. Okay. Yeah, we um, can we can wait if you want to run to the ska store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll just be here shooting the shit. Sorry, yeah. where, where is the ska store? Um, and sorry in advance for yeah. this, but um, I actually think you can't go into the ska store at at this time. Yeah. You have to call in the order and then pick it up. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Wow. Oh, I love it. And it didn't really I answer your it. question. That was just a bad thing for me to say in general. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, you're I doing the thing. It. I'm doing, doing the thing. This like is what... my hero, yeah. Angela Bassett. This is what doing the thing entails. She also uh, makes strained ska puns from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is uh, your day, Lizard Boy? Where are you? I'm I'm in my my Los Angeles apartment. I'm doing okay. great. I have a box of I have like about twenty boxes of T-shirts I need to mail out to people who pre-ordered my album. So I'm great. happy to not be doing that right now and instead cool. podcasting. Oh man, you know what? Like tedious but exciting. It's gonna be doing great. The, I love it. I love printing the labels, putting them on the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole. It's a real flow state uh, activity mm-hmm. for me once I get into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a fun fact. I'm glad you brought it up. Angela Bassett puts it on the thing. <laughs> oh, wow. She prints the labels and she puts it on the thing. Uh, Ariana DeBose did not get into that. But anyway, that's that's a, that's a thing that Angela Bassett does. Uh, okay, so you have met our players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what really matters this week, pop culturally speaking. Uh, so if you're ready, players, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important and overlooked story or person or event or thing uh of the last week or two jordan we'll start with you yes so uh i'm gonna read a a pretty spectacular headline uh verbatim okay um here we go this is from uh polygon.com probably butchering probably butchering the writer's name this is uh petrana rajulovic Uh the headline reads american girls historical dolls are now being made for the 1990s because you're old it's fine. Embrace it. 
you look good for your age. <laughs> um, are y'all familiar with the American Girl dolls? Certainly. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so you know these are these are kind of premium dolls uh, that 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 come from various historical eras, and I think the idea was to teach kids about history through through play. Um, yeah. So there was, I think, a pioneer doll. There was like a a prohibition era doll, and now there are 1990s dolls. I'm going to read from the oh. copy here. Isabel and Nikki Hoffman live in Seattle in 1999. Isabel is more of a prep, and she likes the Spice Girls and party planning, while Nikki is a skater girl who likes grunge and is afraid of the Y2K bug. <laughs> oh. Going to go ahead and throw the, the link in the chat here oh um, if y'all want to take a look at... Uh, <laughs> I, I love that just adding what a doll is afraid of is a pretty wild thing. It's That's like, something you need to know. That's something you really need to know. Isabel right. Like, Skipper well, loves they... shopping, wants to be a doctor, and is afraid of dying alone. <laughs> oh, Skipper. Oh, Barbie's well, fear they... of spiders is debilitating. Oh, Isabel and Nikki do share girl power goals. So that's important. Yeah. And the, it's wow. interesting in the kind of branding for this, um, you have the uh, you have the classic '90s alien head, the like oval alien head with the the big black eyes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's because that's what aliens looked like in the '90s. I I love. I didn't else. know this until I read this article. Um, but the '80s American Girl doll had the same American Girl doll that I did. That's like very. It's very meta. Like oh, I'm an American so wait, Girl. God, that is a crazy like funhouse mm-hmm. mirror the american girl dolls have american girl dolls yeah they have they these do? ones have th- there was a big thing in the 90s where american girl where you were supposed to collect pins and these dolls are collecting the pins that the american girl company was trying to get you to collect in the 90s like is a lot i just wow. i just hope and i think there's if i'm remembering these dolls correctly they have like books that go along yep. with them of like their adventures i just uh-huh. i just Love the idea that these dolls could take too much E at a Sugar Ray concert, and that could <laughs> yes. be, yeah, that could be a plot line. Oh man, I want them. I want them in the house, sort of. They're sort gonna of. have to live through nine eleven pretty soon. These dolls. <laughs> That's these dolls, so true. Nineteen ninety nine. These dolls. How are they gonna deal with it? I mean, if they oh. thought Y two K was scary, geez, wait till the Jesus. war on terror hits. Yeah. Absolutely horrific. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Laser the Boy, what's your story? Well, I, I'll be honest. I was very excited about the American Girl dolls, um, but I, I have another aspect of my personality in addition to I used to be a teenage girl, which is that I only care about gay people. Um, and so <laughs> Rebel Wilson got engaged at Disneyland, and I think we should be talking about it. <laughs> wow, I, Rebel. Yeah. Okay, at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, to her, like, person that she already has a baby with, you know, people in other countries, yeah. they're fine without, you know, the sanctity of marriage and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Ra- Ramona Agruma, which is her her partner that who's a jewelry designer, apparently, um, and she got engaged at a very special event at Disneyland, like most gay people do. Um, we all love it over there. And um, apparently... She didn't use a ring that her girlfriend designed or her fiance, which is weird. They did a Tiffany and Co ring. Listen, I don't really care about the ring, but I think that they look beautiful and they're wearing matching outfits. So there you go. Oh wow, matching outfits and Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. This is what it is oh, to be a Disney man. adult. 
This is what it is to be gay in the 21st century. Uh, I thought it was really interesting and a heartwarming story. Yeah. um, And I've been enjoying some some Rebel Wilson work recently. I I watched um, How to Be Single last week. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of the Pitch Perfect movies. Love them. Um, I think it's so interesting that this actor who is known for like playing these like outrageous kind of drunk party animals is just a Disney adult. I think that is so funny. Um, and not that you can't be both. I guess you could be, you know, you could, you could, you know, do some blow and go on the teacups if you wanted to. If you haven't been to Disneyland on edibles, I don't, I think you've, you've really missed out. <laughs> so yeah, these things aren't mutually exclusive, yeah. I guess. But also I love that, like, yeah. I love how, how contrasting this is to the, to the character she plays. It's so funny. Yeah. I also so. learned from this auto straddle article that she is starting a queer dating app called fluid where you don't have to know what your orientation is to go on it because she like many people is a like late in life lesbian or bisexual so she's like just go on and find people it'll be fine which i think is delightful <laughs> get it rebel. yeah go on rebel yeah. um the, I, as, okay as long as you like dole whips as long yeah. as you're super into dole whips and giant corn dogs <laughs> whatever why do Churros we need the label only this? is the name why of do the we app. need to label it God, churro looking All right. for dole whip <laughs> it's doll versus rebel great uh jordan your buzzing word is doll great uh laser your buzzing word is rebel it's it's yeah, a little right. like angel versus devil kind of mm-hmm. but not really not really. It's it's more it's more Disney slash doll based. Let's start the show with a round we call Funnies Peculiar. Our guest Jordan Morris has written a story for the upcoming Archie Horror Comic Anthology Pops Chocolate Shop of Horrors. We thought we would open with this round in your honor, Jordan. Uh, our writers have mashed up a bunch of well-known comics and cartoon characters with a bunch of spooky, ghouly, terrifying concepts from the world of horror. Okay, you will need to guess what they are called. So, for instance, if I were to ask which cat loves lasagna and is covered in blood and guts, the answer would be Gorefield. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. It's word okay, I love it already. Point. Great. Okay. Great. Keep your buzzing words at the ready. Uh, number one, which character from the Peanuts comics was an amateur psychologist, liked to trick Charlie Brown with a football, and was also a squid-like Lovecraftian horror thing. Oh, Rebel. Yes. Cthulhu? Yeah, Cthulhu. Cthulhu. That makes more sense. Good. Yeah. You could put Lucy in a lot of places. In There's Cthulhu. a lot of Lucy. You really in could. Cthulhu. There's a lot of Luthu- Luthu- Luthulu. Yeah. Would you have accepted mm-hmm. Luthulu? Oh, Luthulu. Maybe. Cthulhu maybe. Maybe. Way better. Yeah. Laser is on the board. Number two. Yes. Which young quiffed hero, drawn by Belgian cartoonist Hergé, was also an adolescent basketball playing lycanthrope played by Michael J. Fox in the 1980s? Uh, Doll. Yes. Tintin Wolf? That's exactly it. Tintin Wolf. <laughs> it's a tie. Lord yes. have mercy. Number three. Which long-running comic strip by Gary Trudeau features a wide range of characters from across American society, is frequently political in nature, and is also the act of being put in a coffin and interred in the ground? Doll. Yes. Dunes Buried Alive? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Wow. Yes. <laughs> Spectacular yes. writing, as always, yes. from the gang Top of Waters. Top notch. Number four. Which lasagna-loving cat is also a blood-curdling cry released in a moment of fear? Is gar- gargle field? Because you you gargle on blood when you're dying. Gargle gargle field. I didn't field. say anything about dying. I didn't say anything about dying. You said oh, scared. okay, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Gar fe- fear or scream. <laughs> I'd love to give you both points, but I'm not going to. It's gar field. Oh, okay. Okay. So I forgot it was co- comics. You yell the word "ga" when you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's you know honestly, uh, you might be overthinking this. Uh, both of you. <laughs> uh, all right. Which comic strip <laughs> follows the adventures of a little boy and his stuffed tiger, who is also a traditional mischievous spirit related to an elf? Oh God! Oh, a uh, uh, doll. Uh, mm-hmm. Calvin and Hobgoblin. You were born to play this game. Oh, that's oh, shit. That's correct. Yeah. Hobgoblin, also my my least favorite uh, Marvel snap card. I found it very annoying. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it is it is pretty annoying. It's annoying. Then you got to throw your Odin down to get it to flip back. But don't do it if you if you've already paired it with Wong, because then it'll go back and then back again to you. Dave, you're speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> Can the rest of the show just be this? By the way, <laughs> I know that I'm speaking your language, and I hate it. Uh, okay. Uh, what celebratory cry did Fred Flintstone let rip after finishing work? That is also uh, the titular character from a 2014 Australian horror film about a scary creature from a children's book, which has somehow become oh, a queer oh, icon. Oh, Rebel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yabba Dabba Baba Duke. Yabba Dabba Baba Duke. That's beautiful. Incredible. Yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's, it's fun stuff. Sliding down the tail of a, a dinosaur, as you say it. Uh, okay, I want to see Which, Fred in that hat. Oh <laughs> yeah, I think that can be done. I mean, what Fred, lasagna loving? Where's the ghost what? of Fred Flintstone? He's dead anyway. That's true. He's been dead for you could, ages. You could be haunted by Fred Flintstone potentially. You could be. I think that would be fun, though. I think that would be kind of. I mean, especially if like Barney's there and he uh, tries to rap about uh, fruity pebbles. <laughs> fruity yeah. pebbles just, did the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, late at night I just hear rapping about cereal coming mm-hmm. from down the hall. And yeah, it was like it was it sounded like Barney Rubble and he said his name and what he was there to say. And it was Is that the first instance of I'm someone and I'm here to say blah 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 major way? Is that where that was I invented? I think it might or? be. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. I, I do think like this is my name and this is what I'm here to say was sort of a rap trope. But ma- major right. way feels very Saturday morning cartoon commercial, <laughs> doesn't it? Anyway, it does. Uh, okay, what lasagna loving cat is also what you feel when you're scared? Uh, uh, doll again. Yes. Going to try and not overthink this. Garfier. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. It's best not to overthink. And finally, this. Former California commune and cult, led by charismatic criminal, is also a long-running single-panel cartoon featuring Dolly, Billy, Jeffy, and PJ. And not me. Um. Oh gosh. Okay, doll. Yes. The Source Family Circus. What? The 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 source the Source Family isn't that the isn't that the cult? My. The source. Well, you know, anyway, I mean, it's as clearly we can't, wrong. We can't prove that it's not a cult. You know what okay. I mean? We can't. I mean, probably there is a cult called the Source Family somewhere. I'm not familiar with them. That's not exactly okay. what we were going for. But 
if he can talk it laser the boy. No, you know, I realized I was about to Google it, and I was like, that seems like against no. the yeah, nature no, of the game. I just want to know information, but I feel like if I wait a couple of seconds, you're going to tell me the answer. I will tell you the answer, but you won't get any mm-hmm. points at all. Uh, it was the Manson Family Circus. Manson oh, Family Circus. okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's a one-panel strip that I would read. At the end of that mm-hmm. round, the American Girl dolls, you know, Becky and Nikki and their and their absolute terror about the Y2K bug. <laughs> they're stocking up. They're stocking up on bottled water. Very hot in the nineties. Oh Evian, right? Uh, anyway, they've got four points. Rebel Wilson and her uh, bride to be have two points. Let us move on to a round that also might be. Sort of halfway up. Well, really, both your alleys. It's a round we're calling Tickle Me Emo. Uh, Fallout Boy. <laughs> Fallout Boy are back. We got new music coming. They're going on tour. We decided not to dance dance around this issue. We don't know whether it'll be a sophomore slump or comeback of the year, but sugar, we're going down swinging. Uh, those are all uh, actual titles of Fallout Boy songs. Oh, and, and I don't know if you heard that, but my dog came in and barfed. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh wow. but he's fine. he's fine. Not an emo fan. <laughs> that dog. yeah, dogs be yeah, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. real prep. More of a power a... violence fan, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, grind know, honestly, core. He really, he, grind uh, core. He's really into Laura Branigan. Uh, okay, anyway. So those were Fall Out Boy songs. I'm not going to say anymore because I because I love my dog. But anyway, emo bands <laughs> have a knack of writing long, wordy, jokey titles for their songs. So I'm going to read you a long. Wordy kind of jokey title. You tell me whether it is the title of an emo track or the episode title of a classic sitcom episode. So if oh, it's emo, wow. if it's emo, you will say emo. If it is a sitcom episode, you will say tickle me. Tickle me or emo. Okay. Number you one. I don't, don't want to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to. You got this to. is you what you signed up for. for. That's, yeah. that's fair. You'll say okay. what Dave wants you to say. <laughs> okay. Number one. The Mangia Cavallo curse makes a lousy wedding present. Ooh, Rebel? Yes. That sounds like, uh, tickle me, please. That is a Golden Girls episode title. It is the one where Sophia confronts a guy that she put a curse on uh, after he jilted her at the altar decades ago. Uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Number two. And I told them I invented Time's New Roman. Uh, doll. Yes. I think this is, this, this seems emo jokey to me. This seems ironic. This seems, uh, yeah, I can, I can hear the eyeliner in that title. Great. Great. It is indeed an emo song. Extra point. If you can name the band. (sighs) This was a little bit after my time. Uh, but I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a swing. I'll say my chemical romance. No, no. Okay. It's uh, a band called Dance Gavin Dance. Okay. All right. God, yeah. Get it, Gavin. Emo's trying, Emo's trying to kill me. <laughs> Emo is straight. Do the thing, Gavin. <laughs> All right. Number three. Revenge is a dish best served three times. Ooh. A rebel? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I want to say emo. Tickle me. It's a Simpsons oh, episode. Damn it. An anthology episode uh, from season 18. Number four. Whose face is this anyway? Uh, doll. I think yeah. this is a this is a this is a tickle me. 
It is a tickle me. It's the Golden Girls okay. again. Blanche is worried about her age. She decides she's going to have plastic surgery. I think at the end she doesn't. Anyway, uh, number five. Clifford would the support big... her if she did. If she listen, if she did, that, if she did, it's her face. Her. It's her face. It's yeah. Let her. Let her do. Let her do the thing. Number five. I love it. Clifford the big red stab wound. <laughs> Uh, 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 Rebel, I'm gonna say yes. it tickle me. I don't know why. Oh my god, it's emo. It's emo. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I just want there to be like a Friends episode about. It's not even yeah. the right format, but it would have to be the one where. Stabbed. Yeah, I got a Clifford stab wound. Stabs yeah. uh, uh, Joey. Um, okay, but I'll give you a bonus point, Laser, if you can tell me the name of the band that did Clifford, Clifford the, the Big, big red, red Stab, stab wound. wound, or just make up a. Fucking emo band name. <laughs> uh, uh, Tears for Friendship. Tears for Friendship. I love that name, and I am going no. to give you a point uh, right. because it's better than the one that it is, which is Your Arms Are My Cocoon. Oh, boy. Oh Yuck. My God. <laughs> Yuck. 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 And that's the coming from a man town. wearing a ska shirt. <laughs> yeah, you got a niggany on your chest. Thank right, you. If I, can be, if I can be judgy about <laughs> yeah. your dumb music. Uh, number six, Frasier's Imaginary Friend. Uh, okay, uh, Doll. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, I want to say emo, but I want, but I want the point, so I'm going to say... I'm I'm gonna say tickle me. I think it is probably actually a you're, Frasier episode. You're right, not to overthink it. You're learning. Uh, indeed, tickle me. That was the uh, uh, season opener for episode five of Frasier. Wow. Uh, okay, number seven. I'm getting my act together and sticking it on your face, Rebel. That's yes. got to be emo. It does not. In fact, Gosh, emo. wow! It is, terrible uh, at this game. I was positive you were right. I was positive yeah. you were right. Yeah, it well, sounds see, like that's a Blink the 182 That's the song. nature of the game. That is the nature of the game. Uh, it was an episode of Cheers where Sam accidentally appears to declare his love to Rebecca in uh, an answering machine message. So there you go. Okay. <clears throat> Number eight. A brief dissertation on a night spent talking in a Boston accent. Oh, doll. Yes. Jeez. Uh, I think this is emo. This is going to be emo. Correct. It is emo. Bonus point if you can name the band. Uh, I'll, I'm going for a fake one. Autumn's Lament. Ooh. Autumn's Lament. <laughs> Ooh. Really cool. I love Autumn's Lament. Uh, but it was a sorority noise. Sorority noise. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I hate imagining what a sorority noise is. I, I that has. That has one leave. vocalist that sings and one vocalist that screams. I just know it. I just <laughs> you know, know it. Someone sings like this, and then someone else goes. Bruh, bruh, yeah, bruh, bruh. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and like, they have to be sorority noise all the time. Like mm-hmm. every time they got on stage, they had to be like, "We're sorority noise." You know what I mean? Like, too late to change it. <laughs> yeah. If it, if they decided on a Monday by Thursday, they were like, "We should not." On those t-shirts oh boy yeah <laughs> um, once you print the t-shirts it's over, yeah, it's we, over. we thought we it would make back. cute girls come to our shows yeah in like short skirts and stuff but it turns mm-hmm. out nobody's into this irony it's a whole no thing. no no it's it's uh, so specialized everyone hates it uh okay <laughs> number nine it may look like a walnut rebel yes tickle me 
Yes, Tickle Me. It was an episode of the Dick Van Dyke Show. Uh, Rob and Laura watch a scary sci-fi movie and begin to believe the uh, the Earth is being taken over by aliens. I didn't really know that that show went there, but apparently All of did. these sitcom plots are so supernatural. It's kind of really? weird. Yeah, that's, yeah where they, that's really where they let loose with the titles, I guess, is is what we're learning. Finally, there's a, um, yes. there's a like a free streaming network that will just play Frasier. Like if you subscribe mm-hmm. to Paramount Plus, you can just click on this Frasier stream and there's mm-hmm. just always a Frasier playing. Um, and it's kind of become like just an around the house thing for me. I'll just kind of throw this on if I need a little background noise because mm-hmm. it's such pleasant noise. Mm-hmm. There's a fucking Frasier where Maris kills someone and like Niles is implicated. Frazier went there. Frazier, by the end, there was murder plots. Insane. Incredible. Actually yeah. killed someone? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it, it it he she she kills her lover with a crossbow. Wow. This is like season nine. The show's almost over. Like Niles and Daphne are, are like married and she's pregnant. And then like there's a Maris kills someone plot. <laughs> Just wow, the most wee. insane shark jump. <laughs> Ooh, that's incredible. Wee, I was out by then, and it's about to be back, which this is yeah. not bode well. I hope there's more murders. It's probably just going to be a murder mystery, a true crime. <laughs> it's a true crime podcast starring uh, Frazier. <laughs> uh, okay, finally. Champagne for my real friends, real pain for my sham friends. <laughs> Rebel, emo. Yes. Yes! Who is yeah! it? Yeah! Oh, that's uh, her, her beautiful darkness entrances me. My favorite. Oh, band. <laughs> that is a great name for an emo band. But unfortunately, that was uh, Fall Out Boy. It gave you a point anyway. It was Fall Out Boy. Yeah, fair. It was Fall Out Boy. There it is. At the end of that absolute barn burner of a round, Jordan and uh, Irene and Nancy, the, the girls from the 90s, uh, have eight points. Rebel and thereby laser have seven. We're going to take oh, a break. Okay. Yeah, I know you're doing You're in it. You're in it. We're going to take a break. We're going to be right back with more Troubled Waters. If you have trouble falling asleep, try sleeping with celebrities. Tell me about your view of, of succulents. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan. It's a different kind of sleep podcast. There are some real benefits to parking illegally. Featuring remarkable guests and unremarkable topics. There's two Orlando airports. From the creator of Depression Mode with John Moe, it's Sleeping with Celebrities. Every week on Maximum Fun. Nighty night, sleepyheads. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Jordan Morris and Laser, the boy. Our next round is a game we are calling Nick Kroll or Rick Roll. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready. Buckle up. Buckle up. The Hulu series History of the World Part 2, the sequel to the no longer hilariously named History of the World Part 1, premieres this week with a new lineup of comedian stars like Wanda Sykes, Ike Barinholtz. My my Kroll show co-star Nick Kroll. Mm-hmm. I, was, I did a bit part on that show one time. Andy Milanakis was there with his entourage. It was weird. Wow. So, anyway, in celebration of the new series, and for no other reason than the fact that his name rhymes with the undying prank of Rick Rolling, 
which is, of course, playing Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up when somebody clicks on a link. In this simple game, our writers have selected a series of clips that our producer, Christian Duenas, has then distorted in various ways with his audio engineering skills. You will have to buzz in and tell us, is this Nick Kroll or a Rick Roll? Okay, let's play number one. Oh, boy, doll. Um, okay. That's, I, I, I could see how that's never going to give you up like backwards and slowed down. Okay. And it also, I could hear someone saying Rick Astley is dead. Rick Astley is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot, shoot, shoot. Point to you. Point to you. That was in fact a Rick roll. What did you do with it, Christian? I pitched it down and then I stretched it out. And it's the, I'm never going to give, never going to give, never going to give. Uh huh. Great. That That part. Love that part. Used to love that part. Uh, number two. Rebel. I, yeah. I didn't hear a beat, so I think that's Nick Kroll. That is Nick Kroll from Sing. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three. Uh, doll. Yeah. That, that that's the opening strains of never gonna give you up. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's I I come on. I've yeah. I'm I'm, yep. I'm Point to I you. was on the internet Point twenty to you. years ago. <laughs> Point to you. That was a Rick Roll number four. Whoa, yeah. Rebel. I'm gonna yeah. say Nick Kroll. It was a Rick Roll. Oh. What was that? What'd you do there? What'd you do there? It was backwards. Uh yeah. So it's backwards, and then it's uh. I filtered it so only a couple of different frequencies could make it through. Are, are all, I don't know if this this is uh, I don't know if this question gives anything away or not. But will will all of the Rick Roll songs be never going to give you up, or do you go yes. into Rick Astley's? Okay, yeah. you don't go no, into the back catalog. We're not going deep. The B sides, the Japan only, only stuff. Yeah, okay, no, 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 we are not going deep. Number five. Oh boy. Uh, doll. Yeah. I'm gonna say I think that's a that's a Nick Kroll. Maybe that's like the Kroll Show theme song or something like that. Uh, that was, in fact, Nick Kroll from Sing Two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> are we only giving him Sing credits? Because that's fine, but hilarious. Well, yeah, he has done other things, so we'll see. Maybe we'll. What out. does he okay. play in Sing? Is he like a sexy fox like, or something? He's like an armadillo who wants a to sexy armadillo. Be in the- he wants to sing or something. I don't know. I made that up, but it's right. probably true. Uh, number six. Rebel. Yes. Nick Kroll from Nick Sing Kroll. 3. Nick Kroll. <laughs> no. That was Nick Kroll as Simon the Devious from What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, oh that's a great part. But a, a point to you anyway. Uh, for a bonus point, everyone do your impression of Matt Berry saying New York City. New York City. New York City. I love him. One point for each of you there. The, uh, the, the number, best weirdest inflection on that guy. It's wild as shit. Uh, number seven. Rebel. Yes. Rick Roll. Rick Roll indeed. Yeah. Rick Roll indeed. It feels like he sped it up. He did it backwards. He sped it up backwards. Uh, number eight. Doll. Yeah. Uh, that that was Nick Kroll. That sounds like one of his like. Uh, that's maybe one of the Liz's from Kroll Show. One of the well, pub, one of the publicity characters. It's uh, the, from the Spotted Ox Hostel sketch. Okay. Kroll Show, but point to you anyway. Uh, all right, next. Rebel. 
yes. I, it feels like not music. So I'm going to say crawl, but I've been yeah, wrong. There was, there was Nick Kroll as Lola from Big Mouth. And finally. Doll. I, yes. I heard a little bit of I, I, I heard a little bit of the, the, the never gonna give you up melody there, I thought. So yeah, I'll let me I'll 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 do one last rickroll. You, Jordan, are never gonna let us down. Wow. Thank you. That was in fact wow. a rickroll. At the end of that round, you, Jordan, have fourteen. You, Laser, have twelve. It is a very right. tight game. It is tight, tight, tight. Love this. Dramatic. Mmm. Uh it is it, it's tight. Much like uh, Rick Astley's set at the uh, mixtape summer tour or whatever the fuck it was last <laughs> summer that he did with uh, oh. New Kids on the Block, Salt and Pepper, and, and Vogue. He, Were you uh, there? Oh, you bet I was there. Yeah, Dave was you there. You bet I was there. Dave was in the uh, pit fucking yeah. shit up. <laughs> uh, you know this. Yeah, Throwing he, he bows came out in three different times. He like totally rickrolled in the middle of a New sure. Kids on the Block song. It was, uh, it was amazing. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Tight as a tick. Did the uh, did the three songs got in got out? It was fantastic, yeah. and uh, and a lovely fellow. I was. Yeah, I feel uh, like it's hard to be Rick Astley and play other songs. Like it's it's it tough when one thing. Like yeah. you got a great catalog, but one thing is so much bigger. Yeah, it's like a. I um see. I like had that whole album because that came out when I was in high school. Wow, I loved it. Mm. And there's like a, a song on side two that I really like. And I mentioned it to him, and he was like, "No, you don't. That's shit." And I was like, "No, it's a good <laughs> <Rick>. song. Dial <laughs> I my like number, it, Rick. Dial yeah, my number funny. is a good song." I think he thought I was trying to curry his favor. He was not wrong. Uh, okay, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back with more troubled waters. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say Bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. We're back! With more troubled waters, I am Dave Holmes. I am your host. Our players are Jordan Morris and Laser the Boy. It is now time for a game. We're calling the Oopsies. The Academy Awards air in the U.S. on Sunday, March 12th. By the way, if you're in Los Angeles, I'll be hosting a viewing party at Dynasty Typewriter. I'm very excited. Bring out your your very best uh, award show wear. Um, anyway, it is uh, as always. It's kind of the uh, the end, the crescendo, of the 23 winter award show season, which includes the BAFTAs, which are sort of like the Academy Awards, but British. But with more rapping. All, with more rapping, <laughs> and yet, like, also with very with few fresher people beats. of color. Yes, fresher, fresher, uh, kind of, yeah, like garage beats. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Nasty, uh, nasty beats. Yeah, oh, also, they had their own little uh, Moonlight uh, issue um, a few days ago because uh, Carrie Condon won uh, Best Supporting Actress, but the person said Carrie Mulligan, who was also up for Best Supporting Actress. Oh, no. Oh, it was Gosh. a real, there was a real kerfuffle. Um, anyway, 
since incorrectly awarding trophies seems to be a hot, hot, hot trend, and we here on Troubled Waters are nothing if not chasers of hot, hot, hot trends, we have decided to kick off our first and maybe only annual oopsies, the Oopsie Awards, the only award show that gives the wrong answers out on purpose. Today, our guests are both nominated for prestigious prizes voted on by our writers, but each will actually be given an award they did not earn. They will then be given uh, a minute to be as grandiose in their acceptance speech as they possibly can for a project that they had nothing at all to do with, as though they actually did and deserve it. Okay, here we go. Ah, welcome back. Uh, We've had a lot of fun here tonight, but... It's now the moment you have all been waiting for, for the oopsie, for best co-writer of a science fiction graphic novel based on their own original scripted podcast series. Um, I guess I'm the host and the presenter, but I'm not going to do the nominees. The winner for Bubble is Laser the Boy! (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. Uh, When I started bubble as a podcast as a very successful podcaster i never dreamed that so many people would sacrifice their lives to make it into a tv show um (laughs) but uh the graphic novel is is one of the the things that has made me the proudest it's one of the things that i uh I, i i i i furnish my expensive house with and um i just want to thank I want to thank Angela Bassett, and I want to thank Dave Holmes, who both gave me the secret ideas that I copied to make Bubble possible. Yay! Wow, the, the orchestra hadn't even started playing yeah. yet. That was, that was terrific. You nailed it. You nailed it. You brought back and, Angela yeah, Bassett. You, really... you mentioned the high body count of Bubble. You yeah. put my name in it. Yeah. Everything uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. Four points, I believe, I gave you for that one. Great, Excellent. perfect work. Yeah, Excellent. I think you really got got um, the kind of reality of the of the publishing industry, and in that like if you want an expensive house and you want to fill it with expensive furniture, comic books, comic books. That's where it's at. Yes. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's you how do you do it for the money. That's right. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I have to apologize. We, I was watching Ariana DeBose's uh, rap over there. <laughs> I misread the name. I'm so sorry. The winner was actually Jordan Morris. Oh, oh I feel so bad about it. Anyway, that, that won't happen again. Let's move on to our next category. The winner for best creation of a deeply personal queer rock opera musical retelling of Frankenstein goes to for teaching a robot to love Jordan Morris. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Wow! Oh, it's 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 heavier than you think it's gonna be. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I just want to like thank um, you know the queer community for letting me, a cis straight white man, tell their story because who better? Um, who has led a, a a charmed life where everything went pretty good. And I think I'm 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 the one with the the beautiful imagination and the empathy and the pristine takes that brought this story to life. And I just want to thank everybody for acknowledging that. Um, yeah. And oh, I want to thank Frankenstein. Oh, my gosh. Just such a such a dream to work with one of my childhood heroes. Um, I love how you're. A uh, man made of corpses, and I just couldn't be more thrilled to have have worked with you. 
I, and you know, fire bad. That's something that you taught me. You taught me so much over the course of this project. Um, fire bad, friend good, friend good, Frankenstein. That's what I say to you. Um, so to all the you know monsters out there, Wolfman, I'm looking at you, Dracula, baby. Uh, you know everybody at the mash. I'll see you later at at the mash, and we'll we'll dance all night. Um, I'm tired of working in the lab late tonight. Uh, Timmy, Becky, go to bed. I won, baby. We did it. Oh, they're oh playing God. me off. They're playing oh. me off. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have to apologize. I was, I was playing Marvel Snap on my phone. I only just <laughs> looked at the envelope real quick, and I saw Jordan, and I called his name on accident. I'm so sorry. That should have gone to, to Laser the Boy. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, Jordan Morris. Excellent work. You know, you set the scene. You you put us in the room. You uh, you mentioned that the thing is very heavy. You uh, I enjoyed fire bad. Right. I had to dock you a few points though, just because you know if I want queer baiting, I will go to Charlie Puth for it. I don't need it from you. Um, <laughs> I get it. So <laughs> I'm kind of it. So two points. I'll take it. I loved Jordan that you gave the name of your next podcast, which is Jordan Mor- Morris's Pristine Takes, which is yes. a, just yes. a really good. <laughs> I love that. I right. Here's that. what's wrong with policing in America, I'll Woo! say, on my new podcast, <laughs> Pristine Takes. So two points to you for that one. It's a tie. <gasps> oh, what? my God. It's a what? tie. What? I, you know, and you know, sometimes I, I, like, do the math to make it a tie. I didn't do the math to make it a tie that time. In my head, I have a winner, but it doesn't matter. The numbers don't lie. It's a tie. Wait, who, who do you Congratulations. like? Congratulations. I'm not going to ever tell you. That secret will go to my grave. Uh, okay, let's plug. It's plug-in time. Let us know what you're working on, and then to offset the ego karma, tell us about something someone else made that you want the whole wide world to know about. Laser the Boy, we'll start with you. Uh, absolutely. So I'm Laser the Boy. My new album, Overreacting, is out now on all the platforms. You can also check out the soundtrack for the musical Jordan wrote, Teaching a Robot to Love, um, <laughs> on all the platforms. We're trying to get that show produced. If you're a producer of, of off-Broadway shows, get in touch with me. I'm just putting the word out there. It's a great musical. It's a sci-fi musical about the trans experience, Teaching a Robot to Love. And I'm LaserTheBoy.com. Um, and I want to plug uh, Amy Spaulding's new... Uh, romance adult novel for her consideration, which is a story about two ladies falling in love in Los Angeles and one of them wears a suit. Came out this week and it's great. Check out for her consideration. Uh, Thank you so much, Jordan Morris. Uh, Yes, uh, Dave, as you I almost called you Jordan the Morris. (laughs) As you kindly mentioned at the top of the show, I have a a story in an upcoming issue of Archie Comics, their Mm -hmm. horror line. It's called Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors. It's three spooky stories set in uh, Riverdale's most popular diner. Um, yeah, it comes out March 22nd. It was a ton of fun to do. I did it with a great artist named Liana Congas, um, whose work is uh, fantastic and I think all uh, many comic book fans are familiar with. Um, yeah, it was a ton of fun to do. It's all the Archie characters in these kind of insane, frankly, fucked up scenarios. So, um, yeah, you don't really need to know any continuity to to enjoy it. Just as long as you know the gang, um, you should be able to have fun with this. Um, March 22nd in your local comic book store. But if you're listening to this beforehand, maybe pre-order one. Helps yes. the book and it makes sure you uh, you get it when it comes out. And, um, hey, uh, for my recommendation, I'll go ahead and uh, present a cold-ass take 
You know that show Yellow Jackets? Real mm-hmm. good. I've been enjoying Yellow Jackets. Uh, you know, I was I've, I'm a couple months late to this. Um, if you don't know it, it is a Showtime show um, with pretty amazing '90s vibes, much like the American Girl dolls will all be mm-hmm. rushing out to buy this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it is a story about a soccer team uh, that uh, is stranded in a plane crash. Um, they're they're teenagers during the plane crash, so we get to see them survive, but then we also get these flash-forwards to them as adults. Uh, You got a Patricia Arquette in there. You got uh, Christina Ricci. So all your 90s faves are back, given wild performances. Um, Yeah, there's a new season of Yellow Jackets coming pretty soon. Um, So yeah, if if it sounds cool to you, uh, maybe catch up on that first season. There it is. There it is. Um, You guys, do you want to... um do ecstasy and go to the American Girl Cafe, the Grove. Oh my god! Oh my oh god! My god. Yes. It's all I, I've ever wanted. I cannot wait to brush Samantha's hair. Oh <laughs> my god! Brush and Let's brush. Do it. You want to talk about our next podcast? There it is. Uh, I am Dave Holmes. I will, as I mentioned, be hosting an Oscar viewing party at Dynasty Typewriter on whenever the Oscars are, uh, and I would like to bring the world's attention to talking about the nineties. Um, a game show. Okay, Museum of Home Video. I've mentioned on this show multiple times, but the other night they um, unearthed a 1990 uh, Lifetime, like Lifetime Channel game show called Rodeo Drive, where you it's it's it is a more chaotic game show than this one, <laughs> um, but it was like on TV, and you have to like it's you have to know facts about celebrities sort of and like or like hear them and be like that's fact or that's a rumor but like the facts and rumors are like um you know uh Cela ward went to the uh, target it, rumor like it's 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 <laughs> it makes no sense at all the story doesn't make do any that. sense it doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all the host does impressions uh, that are like 40 years out of date and you're like who is that and why are you doing it and then it's like oh george burns what he has nothing to do with anything it is the most ridiculous chaotic game show i've ever seen there are a few episodes on youtube and i'm rationing them as though they were insulin because it's like i want to just have them all in my head right now and i can't i gotta i gotta save them i gotta save them rodeo drive it's on youtube God bless us, everyone. Jordan Morris, Laser the Boy, thank you for playing Troubled Waters, you with the headphones. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time on Troubled Waters. Goodbye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing with Jordan Morris. Make a noise. Whoop, whoop. Laser the Boy. Whoa, what? Whoa! Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to Lady Tron for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. And our producers are Christian Duenas. Woo-woo! And Laura Swisher! Bye. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.